What is your work here mainly about? As a vet here, I'm responsible for looking after animals that belong to the permanent collection. We have a few hundred animals that have been permanently here. I look after all the animals that come in from outside, um, and they come in mainly from the government, public, and SPCA. Um, and then sometimes I get involved with some other projects, like snake projects or turtle projects. Um, so it's actually a quite a broad range of uh, responsibilities. But in here, the animals that goes to this center will not be the generic kind of animals that we see in regular vet clinics. They would be more like what we refer to as exotic animals or, or animals that um, we retrieve from illegal trading. Is that right? Yes, correct. Yeah, we receive, uh, uh, we don't see domestic animals. Uh, we have some uh, large animals here, um, or farm animals if you want to call them, like the pigs or the chickens. Um, but then the 90, 95% of my, of my job is related to wildlife and exotic animals, because yes, some of them come from the wild, but some of them come from the trade as well. And any specific past cases you can actually share with us? So if we talk about um, exotic animals um, or animals that come from the trade, we received quite a lot of significant and large confiscations in the past years. Um, they've been uh, on the news all over the world, actually, because the first one was in uh, uh, 2007, if I'm not wrong, and we received 10,000 turtles confiscated. Um, that was very successful because um, out of 10,000, 7,000 survived and, uh, and they were um, sent, half of them to Europe, half of them to the States in breeding programs, in uh, private collections, in zoos, breeding centers. So that was very successful. Another major confiscation was uh, uh, later um, and we received some uh, pig nose turtles and those actually were repatriated. So we received, uh, we repatriated about 700 uh, little hatchlings back to um, um, West Papua. Um, so this on the, on the rescue front, on the, um, uh, on the trade front, on the rescue front, well, we receive animals every single day, especially in summertime. We have a lot of, a lot of uh, rescued animals. Um, I, uh, well, we have, uh, interesting cases every single day, I would say, but um, challenges are cases that relate a little bit the interaction or the conflicts uh, between uh, humans and animals. So we have we receive a lot of uh, uh, water birds that uh, ingest fish hooks. Um, so there are many birds found around fish ponds in Hong Kong. So we have to remove the hooks, which are located in different parts of the body, um, and then release them. Is is quite successful. I mean, they, nowadays we receive so many that we actually do a lot of surgeries. Um, but that's probably one of the most significant um, issues that we have in Hong Kong, um, that people are not very happy with wild birds. Um, and so um, sometimes they, unfortunately, they, they perish, but most of them, they get released. So I guess mainly the problem here in Hong Kong and the animals that are sent to this center is because that we sometimes have urban spaces invading into their natural territory and also because of illegal wildlife trading because Hong Kong is such a wildlife trafficking hub. Is that so? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the human population is growing so much and the space 
the wild space is getting smaller and smaller because we're encroaching their their territories. Uh, unfortunately, as human beings, we see things in the other way around. We think that animals are coming to bother us, but it's probably um, the opposite. Um, that is one of the main major reasons. Uh, we find animals injured on roadsides because of uh, traffic accidents and people, most of the time, they don't stop. So animals are left on roadsides, most of the time still alive. Well, on the confiscation from wildlife trade is, is actually um, quite widely spread. So we have a lot of, a lot of animals that come in from, from, from the trade. But for every single confiscation that we receive, our question is how many confiscations go through. That's the, that's the point. So we receive... Um, Go through as in they, yeah, they, 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 they go through the trade, illegal trade. So we, we, get, we get maybe 200, 300, 1,000 animals a year. But how many, how many other cargoes and containers and ships go through the trade and, and they get undetected? So that's actually quite scary, scary numbers. Yeah, yeah I actually read that um, basically at the port or at each entry point, they can only check about 1% of all the cargo that actually go through. So, so I guess you don't <laughs> know the exact number. Talking about animal rescue, I know that you've been involved in this work for many years now. So what draws you to, to become a vet in the first place, or what draws you to, to be involved in animal rescue, I guess? What, what points you in that direction, and why did you think that you know, there is an issue there and you probably need to rescue animals? Um. Probably like most of the vets, I didn't decide to be a vet, but it's something that I I grew up with. Um, grew up being in touch with animals, farm animals. Um, I remember running around farms and. Did you grow up um, in Italy or in yes, Italy? yes, and um, and my family, my my on my father's side had a a, um, a farm background, so my relatives had farms so i was going around and running around the dairy farms all day um, um, so i grew up with this idea that i wanted to look after animals i was involved in rescue actually when i was working in private practice in hong kong because uh, the clinic that i was working for was contracted to look after some bears in china um, so that was probably my first really approach to looking after rescued animals but then eventually i think that the, the big change in my career happened when i started working at the farm so here is absolutely pure rescue work and uh, and then this is when i started <laughs>